श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय बहुत प्रेमानंदे so we're continuing our discussion of the nature of bhava bhakti and we've heard recently of the different qualities or characteristics of one who has attained the sprout of bhakti it's pointed out to me by sanatan prabhu last night that we missed one of the qualities somehow or other skipped over one that is uh, manasunyata manasunyata means pridelessness so it's on the other end from forbearance not wasting time hmm, um, detachment pridelessness and then it starts to move in the other direction longing hope hope longing hmm, um what attachment to the names, to the qualities, and to living in a holy place of the Lord's pastimes. Swami gives an example of the pridelessness, citing the Padma Purana of one devotee who, having attained Rati, he, he, he begged on behalf of the Lord at the houses of his enemies, who were previously his enemies. So, prideless is the idea. With that, we come to the next section. The next section covers several verses, um, quite a few verses, but I'm going to give this a talk to summarize the uh, the subject. Um, having described the nature of bhava and um, how it comes about, either through sadhana or through mercy, and that mercy can come by the mercy of a devotee, or through the mercy of Krishna and from Krishna in, in different ways, by personally be present, present, uh, um, or from within the heart, or what's the third way? Hmm. Uh. Verbal, verbal blessing by touching. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, verbal, I guess, by physically being there, but verbally blessing by physically in his presence, giving a blessing, or internally. Hmm. Um, and I believe then from there, Rupa Goswami went on to describe the the, uh, the characteristics that we've been discussing for a few days now, nine of them. <clears throat> Prabhupada refers to them as precursors to, to Bhav. Rupa Goswami says, speaking about Bhava here in, in the first stage of Bhava, which is again the sprout of the Bhava, where the Stai Bhava is not really fully developed and in place and so forth, which is the culmination of Bhav and and um, and then from Bhav we the different other ingredients that combine with the Stai Bhav merge together into into Bhakti Rasa. So um, he says, now having described these things, hopefully we haven't forgotten anything in our in our brief summary this this evening, we come to Another situation, that is, cases in which we find what appears to be symptoms of bhava in someone, like maybe some, there are people today in the world who are said to have bhava, give blessings, and and, uh, there's the hugging hugging lady, Uh, is thought to go into Krishna bhava, 
and um, has a flute and wears a mukut, a crown, I think, on those days and so forth. <clears throat> and um, there are many other examples um, that you can find in India. Um, some seems extraordinary people um, that in whom in whom there is some apparent softening of the heart, and these some minor symptoms of ecstasy may may show um, may appear in their person. And so, how will we understand this? Guru hmm. Goswami is, is quick to point out that this is not what he is talking about. Hmm. And there's some very practical reasons for that that we have already discussed. If we reflect back, we'll remember that in the beginning of our discussion, we described the quality of Bhava Bhakti, one of the first of them, or second of them, I think. The first was that it belittles or makes light of liberation, and the second that is that is Sudulaba, rarely achieved. These are both characteristics of Shuddha Bhakti that appear in the stage of, of Bhava. And when, when the Rare, rarity of Baba Bhakti was explained. One of the points that was raised was that it's rare in that it only appears within the culture of Uttam Bhakti, the kind of Bhakti that Rupa Goswami is explaining here, which is Bhakti for its own sake, Bhakti Krishnanushilanam, for the pleasure of Krishna, with no other idea in mind. Now, it's important to point out here, and it's a point that many devotees, a number of devotees miss, that um, we may have material desires. Hmm. We may have leanings towards karma and jnana, and our hearts may not be pure. Hmm. But that does not mean that we cannot practice uttam bhakti. Uttam bhakti has three stages, sadhana, bhava, and prem. So, Although we may have um, leanings towards jnana and karma, what we, what our faith is, what in our subsequently our motivation is, our ideal is, we want unalloyed bhakti. We want to do bhakti only for the pleasure of Krishna. We want to follow the example of those kinds of devotees that are doing only that and attain thereby what they attain. We want to be like them. We may be, have other conditions that are in the way of that, but we're, this is our ideal. Now, that said, the important point here is that there are other people that, that take to bhakti with different ideals in mind. What is the marginal characteristic of bhakti that Rupa Goswami has given? Jnana karmadi anavritam. Hmm? It's not covered by jnana or karma. Hmm? It's anyabhilashita sunyam gyan karmadi anabritam anukulena krishna anushilanam bhaktirutam. So it's, 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 it's done, it's a culture of action, acts and, uh, uh, that are favorable for Krishna, for the pleasure of Krishna. And in the context of that, not covered by gyan and karma, means I'm not doing something to please Krishna so that I can get mukti, so that I can attain um, something um, of this world, even higher 
worlds within material existence. This is an important difference. It's not that your heart has to be entirely pure to be an uttam bhakta, but you might be an uttam bhakta of the sadhaka type, the goal of which is, culturing that, uh, bhava bhakti, and which is followed then by prem bhakti. So, point being here that, that there are people in whom we find some symptoms that appear like like some of the, uh, for example, sattvika vikaras, the, the, uh, the transformations, involuntary transformations of ecstasy. We're talking about bhava and we're basically talking about the entry level and the sprout of bhava. And this is the beginning of the stai bhava. The stai bhava, as we know, is the, is, the, is the defining emotion as a friend of Krishna, as a lover of Krishna, as a parent of Krishna, for example. Hmm. Well, when that is cultivated in bhava bhakti, combined with other bhavas, like sattvika bhavas, these uh, involuntary ecstasies, anubhav, which then are the hmm, kind of... Uh, other types of movements, sattvika are, are movements hmm, that are uh, that appear in the in 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 the body. Anubhavs are other types of movements, like raising the hands, dancing, and, and other many other relative to the stayibhav. Hmm. Um, and then there are sanchari bhavs, transitory bhavs, which are emotional, not a they don't appear physically, like the stai-bhav is emotional. Hmm. Um, and vibhavs, vibhavs, of course, are those two types of those. The uh, In order for there to be bhakti-rasa, there has to be the, the two players. There has to be the object of love and the shelter of love, Krishna and the devotee. And the other type of vibhav is that things relative to the stai-bhav about Krishna, like his ages and... Um, his flute and other things that, that are that are kind of like impetuses for rasa. Well, all these combine together with the stayibhav that turns into bhakti rasa. So the sattvika bhavas, which are kind of famous in a way because tears and hair standing on and passing out and and so forth, these things are visible. And they and the, the previous section that we were discussing was important because. Rupa Goswami said, uh, uh, has pointed out, or the commentators have pointed out, that these things can be imitated. They can be practiced and imitated hmm? in order to attract attention to oneself and so forth. Hmm? And so we were kind of warned to look for something more substantial that, that can't be practiced very readily, like forbearance, like attraction to chanting the holy names. and uh, It's hard to keep up a Imitation of, of these of these things, um, pridelessness, so on and so forth, longing and and, and all. Um, so he 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 wants to differentiate between what is really bhava and what what is not, what is imitation. So, so now he comes to this other category, wherein there are people that actually show some of these symptoms, and they are not uh, imitated. Hmm. They're actually feeling. Some, um, something extraordinary and some minor symptoms may show up. But because their orientation mm-hmm. towards Krishna and Bhakti is different than the 
orientation of Uttam Bhakti that he's teaching about that begets the bhakti, the bhava that he's teaching us about, what they attain is not the same thing that he's talking about. Hmm? What does he call it then? He calls it rati abhas or bhav abhas. Abhas means like a semblance. So a semblance of actual bhava. Because again, real bhava is rare to attain. One of the ways in which it's rare is it can only be attained by a particular type of practice. And even within that type of practice, it's rarely bestowed by Krishna. Hmm. He wants to say, see, as we, as we learned last night, that the heart is steady, not fickle. Hmm. The heart is steady. That, that, he will give Bob to that, that heart. Hmm. So he holds back a little bit. What to speak of, as I'm saying, for those who don't even approach hmm, with his pleasure in mind, with love for him in mind. Hmm. And so you, there are a lot of different spiritual disciplines and we basically kind of boil them down within Hinduism to yoga, sadhana, jnana, and then there's the there's the karma marg, which is we call the the pravrti marg. The other two are nivrti marg. Pravrti means to attain. For you're doing something for material acquisition, nivrti means we're giving up things to to move beyond things. So yoga and gyan come on that side, and karma comes on the other side. In between, you have the karma karma yoga, which is also nivrti, moving away from from things in the context of. Of, of being in the mix of things. Jnana's not like that. Yoga's not like that. Hmm. You follow? Hmm. No? Yoga's not, <laughs> yoga sadhana is not about being mixed up with the world. The yogis are sitting in caves and meditating. Hmm. This is described in the Gita. Not too high, not too low is their seat. In the forest, quiet, away from things. Hmm. Jnanis also, they're not interested in things. Hmm. They sit, they, they study, they, they, they contemplate the aphorisms of the Upanishads and so on and so forth. They cultivate mumuksha, the, the desire for liberation. They practice detachment. Detachment is more the way for them. So it's not about being involved with things that people are attached to. Neither karma or yoga are, excuse me, neither yoga or jnana are, or tapas, hmm. tapasvis. But the karma yogi, this karma yogi, he is involved with with things in a way to get away from things. Hmm. So he's a, involved in the world, but and may have a leaning towards certain types of activities, doing and so forth. But he tries to do them without attachment to the results. That's the nivrti side of it, hmm. right? So. Well, these are the basic different uh, types of uh, paths, if you will, within Hinduism in, in, a, in a broad sense, and um, and so these and, and these two sides, gyan and karma, the desire for liberation, whether it be through yoga or through gyan or through tapas or um, the side of karma, material acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people with these ideals in mind do bhakti. Or they associate with devotees. Um, they go to Vrindavan and they live there and they worship Krishna and they chant the holy name. There's lots of Mayavadis there, for example, 
doing that. Hmm. Um, those who want liberation, and they know Krishna gives liberation easily. Hmm. By doing bhakti is an easy way to get liberation. So this is what they have in mind. The context of that, they associate with the bodhis, they read about Krishna's pastimes, they, they take darshan of the deities, and so on and so forth. There are other people on the bhog side or on the karma side who think, hmm, okay, um, I'll open a temple uh, there's some Hanuman bhaktas in this area. I'll open a temple for Sita Ram here. Hmm? He, he goes out and begs like a devotee for money to open a temple for Sita and Ram down the block, hmm? humbly. And, uh, and, he, and he gets the required funds, builds a temple, and so on and so forth. And he's, he, so he wants to make a living for himself. Hmm? And he's very devoted to the deity, and so forth, but he, he's basically just, it's just a lifestyle. Hmm? So he wants material well-being, and he gets a nice temple, he gets a nice room for himself, or whatever, his family, and, and um, so on and so forth. Um, after all, it's the, it's the occupation of the uh, Brahmins to um, take up the religious works, so there are those who worship the deity with mukti in mind, those who worship the deity with, with, with karma in mind, hmm? with material acquisition in mind. And of course, then there are those, those who worship the deity with love, hmm? Hmm. for the pleasure of the deity. So these two um, former types, hmm? they get, these people readily get involved in bhakti. There are many, many examples of this. Hmm? And so, people can get really worked up to attain their goals. Hmm? Um, it's embarrassing to us that people can get so worked up about attaining liberation, hmm? and that they'll put so much effort into it. And even in the context of bhakti, they'll become really good devotees, hmm? apparently, better than us. And they have a desire in mind that is uh, constitutes a, a covert form of bhakti, not uttam bhakti. Hmm? Um, I brings to mind the uh, the example I've told before of the uh, the the Ram bhakta, the so-called Ram bhakta that accompanied Raghunath Bhatta Goswami to Jagannath Puri. Raghunath Bhatta Goswami, I believe, is the son of Tapan Mishra. Living in Banaras, again, was dispatched to go have the darshan of Mahaprabhu in Puri, and an elderly, well-known Ram Bhakta uh, accompanied him, and he served him along the path. And when they got to Puri, Mahaprabhu called for Raghunath Bhatta, hmm? knowing his father and so forth, and heard that he had arrived there, and uh, he was so pleased to see him and blessed him and so forth. And and Raghunath uh, Bhatta Goswami, he at the for departing, and he asked, "But uh, that one thing. My question is: I've come all this way. I'm I'm a nobody, really. But this great so and so, he was a Ram Bhakta, hmm, who's constantly chanting the name of Ram. Hmm, um, accompanied me. I served him along the way. But you have called me, but you did not call him." Hmm. And Mahaprabhu said, "Oh." 
He's a Mayavadi, or he, he, he wants mukti. Hmm. That Ram Nam is like Sri Dhammar said. That's like, 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 like hurtling lightning bolts at the at the dark cloud of Krishna, the rain cloud of Krishna. That's painful to Krishna. Hmm. Hearing the Ram Nam with that in mind, but they can get very absorbed in it. Hmm. Hmm. And so it's a little embarrassing to us. Or that aside, bhakti aside, even the extremes to which persons, and you can find them in India in particular, will go to attain their goal of liberation. Extreme bodily discomforts. And here we are. It's a little cold. I don't know if I want to go to Mangalarti today. And they're, they're walking the whole... Himalayan mountains and naked, dressed in ashes, because they're convinced, theoretically, I'm not the body, and I'm going to live that out, something like that. So it should be we should be embarrassed by their examples. Our position is better, although it's it's in potential, it's better. Our connection with sadhus and the, and the lineage that takes us far beyond the ideals of the tapasvis, the jnanis, and the yogis, and so forth. Hmm? You see, we're only involved because of mercy. We don't even have a strong desire, hmm? like some of them have, for, 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 for mukti. Hmm? Very strong desire. And if they're intelligent, they'll think, the easy way to get this is through bhakti. And, and, and then they do bhakti, which you all think is not very easy, actually kind of hard, you know. It's difficult. <laughs> they think, well, this is the easy way. I was walking around naked in the Himalayas, you know. You know, here, I, here I can live in Vrindavan. There's places, temples you can go, and sadhus can get kitri every day, hot kitri. Hmm? Every day, it's a it's a poor man's feast. It's a beggar's feast. It's called hmm? hot chapatis. Hmm? Perfect, one big meal a day. No problem, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Vrindavan's uh, very friendly to any any devotion, right? And then there's so many temples of Krishna, mm-hmm. and so they can enter kirtans, see the have the darshan of the deities. All these things are mentioned in the scripture as very powerful spiritual means to an end, and their end and ideal is is liberation. So they're very invested in that. And they they are thinking, this is like a piece of cake, you know, compared to um, what I was doing. Or uh, uh, so they're, they're very intelligent gyanis, <laughs> and so they take the Krishna bhakti with that in mind, and they sing beautiful kirtan, hmm? and and they read the Ramayana, for example, Ram bhakti or Bhagavatam, and and they just relish it, hmm? relish it. And they're, because they are very motivated to attain their goal, they're very motivated. They're intelligent people. They understand. This is what's important. The whole world is just going on, talking heads. As Prahlad said, just chewing the chewed over and over again, over and over again, trying to get juice out of a rock, basically. Hmm? So they're convinced it's not to be found. Then they turn themselves to bhakti because they're so motivated 
they can get absorbed in bhakti. Hmm? And then in the pure sky of the heart of a real devotee, hmm, where there's bhava, hmm, from there a reflection of that can appear in their hearts, in their clouded hearts, clouded by desires, for example, for mukti, hmm, or the other cases there also, with a desire for material position, material well-being, acquisition. These guys are motivated too. Hmm? And uh, I've seen I've seen young men um, from India join a Gaudiya institution and and their motive, as it turns out, you find out over time, was they wanted to get a visa to go to America where the streets are paved with gold. Hmm? And they're from a poor country, third world country, and they've heard these things, and, and here's a way. So, and for them, it's not like you think about, like, oh, he's doing all this bhakti just to go to America, cheater. They don't think about it like that. They think, well, this is an intelligent way to get there. Hmm? Worship Krishna, and all your desires will be fulfilled. So they join a temple, and they serve like anything. They're there for all the program. They take responsibility. They, everything, and they're just waiting for, they're harboring this desire. Hmm? Hmm? And so, and in due course of time, you know, relative to the institution, they may, if it has, they join an institution that has a connection with American bases or temples and so forth, and they get a visa, they come to America. And then they still remain, a lot of them, as some kind of a devotee, but they're sakama. Hmm? They're doing bhakti, they really... Uh, for material purposes and material acquisition and so forth. So they're very um, dedicated. Here we are. We get the right idea. We understand it. But our resolve for attaining it is weak by comparison. And so, therefore, these people get some abhas of bhava and some symptoms of ecstasy even <laughs> in the context of pursuits that um, um, that are really not um, pleasing in of themselves to Krishna. But still they're in touch with Krishna in some way. They're connected. They're, they make some connection. They, they, they chant his name. They So on and so forth. Hmm. Yeah, they figure Krishna. They believe in Krishna. They have faith in Krishna. And um, they don't have proper sambandha jnana hmm, from our bhakti, uttam bhakti perspective. But they believe Krishna is a real person. He can give you anything you want. Hmm? There's nobody else, no other better way to get what you want. Hmm? You can get want mukti. This is the easiest way. Krishna gives mukti. Hmm? So as much as we make small of that, or we 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 want to point out the the downside of this, and so on and so forth. Um, it's important to see. I mean, I the, the measure of their motivation. I, I when I wrote my commentary on the Gita, I also included notes from the commentary of Madhusudan Saraswati, who was a contemporary of Mahaprabhu. Who never met Mahaprabhu, hmm? and from Bengal too. And um, and he was aware of, of Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasa. He wrote his own book, Bhakti Rasayana. 
his own um, Advaitin interpretation of, of rasa. It's all because he, he was trying to establish Advaita Vedanta and he was dealing with the contemporary thoughts and disciplines of the time, one of which was Rupa Goswami's. Anyway, he writes, he has a commentary on the Gita. Sometimes you'll find Vishwan uh, uh, Thakur cites him, maybe Baladeva Bhushan also, who came um, after his, his time. So he was a very famous uh, champion of Advaita Vedanta, but, but he was innovative in his own way, and he was very devoted to Krishna. The things he says about Krishna just melt your heart. You can see he wow, has more devotion than us for Krishna. And, and relishing Krishna's pastimes. His idea was you relish Krishna's pastimes in the stage of Jivan Mukta, the penultimate state, and then when you attain Videha Mukti, it's all, it's all over. Hmm. That's it. But because Krishna is Saguna Brahman, hmm. uh, which is their weight in theory and so forth. Hmm. So he was convinced about that. But convinced about Krishna being the poor Navatar, the fullest manifestation of the Ishwar, of the Saguna Brahman in existence, who's giving, making Mukti very easy and so forth. Hmm? So beautiful things he writes about Krishna. But hell, he's really moved by Krishna hmm? for his particular ideal. Hmm? So Rupa Goswami says, in such people we can find and abbas, a semblance of bhava. And there are two types of this semblance, pratibimba and chai. Pratibimba means reflection, and this type of bhava bas appears in the, the, the types of persons that we've been discussing who have a very strong desire for mukti or a very strong desire for bhukti, for material enjoyment, very strong. And so it's, because it's very strong, very powerful, they're very motivated, and then they apply themselves in relation to bhakti with, as I said, this very much determination and strong motivation. And so they get an extraordinary result that is a semblance of actual bhava, pratibhimba bhava bhas. And it, it doesn't come and, and go away. It endures for some time. Hmm? For some time. And because, Rupa Goswami explains, because Krishna has the power inherently to give bhukti anything you want materially or to give mukti, that slight reflected connection with him through the abhas of bhava results in they're tapping into, if you will, Krishna's ability to give such, and they get what they want. Hmm? They get their desires. So this Pratibhimba Bhava Bas, in time, um, makes it possible for them to attain their ideals. Extraordinary people, in, in, in one sense, and very, um, they can be very in, involved with, with Krishna. Hmm? for their own purposes. So we can get inspiration from them in terms of their drive and resolve and determination and, and sense of, of, of the power of Krishna that he can, he can do. Hmm? Um, 
anything. Hmm. So, um, one type of Baba Boss. Now we 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 don't. It's 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 a it's a less desirable hmm. type of Baba Boss than Chai Baba Boss, which which is uh, means like a like a shadow hmm. reflection in a shadow. There's a difference. Bhaktivinoda Tagore makes a different distinction between the shadow and the reflection. He wants to say there. He does say that the the, the reflection is more more distanced, distance or separated from the from the object itself, where the shadow is more connected to the object. Hmm? You can kind of get the feel for that. Hmm? Um, so, um, so he he wants to make the point, which is the point of Rupa Goswami, that the Chai Bhava Bas it comes and it goes. It doesn't endure as long as the Pratibhimba Baba Boss. But it comes in other types of people. It comes in people who also want material enjoyment, hmm? but they don't have a strong desire for that. And maybe they become interested in Krishna for uh, without understanding his spiritual reality and so forth. They just come and into a festival of devotees. They don't have any knowledge. And there's a whole day of kirtan and prashadam and classes and so forth. And they and they just, they get a some chai, some shadow um, of, of bhava from the powerful uh, experience. And, and it, 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 it moves them and, and it goes away and it might get some symptoms even. Um, and I've heard uh, devotees have told me they came to the festival, new devotees, and they, and they, when leaving at the airport, they were just we found themselves weeping and weeping, and they wrote to me, now, what is this about? Hmm? What, I couldn't understand, I'm different now. Hmm. So, uh, so Chai Bhava Bas is, is something like this. It appears in innocent people. I think Bhaktivinoda extends it to, well, devotees who are, hmm, have some knowledge, they're practicing, they, uh, and they, they don't have some strong desire for something else in mind that they approach Krishna for. And I guess we can say they have a they have desire for attaining love of Krishna. Even they're properly situated. Ignorant people, we could extend it. I believe to say devotees who are practicing and have the right idea in mind, and they, and they it may happen. They get by the grace of great devotees, the shadow of. Bob will come in them, and and then this is a good thing. This encourages them, and it comes and goes quickly, as opposed to Pratibhimba Baba Basa will endure for a longer period of time and so forth. Um, but it can turn into real bhava in due course of time. Hmm? Pratibhimba Baba Bas, by contrast, can never turn into bhava bhakti. Hmm? Never. But Chai Baba Bas can. Therefore, it has some virtue. Hmm? And if we are blessed by that, we we'll get that. That's our good good fortune. Hmm? So two types of Baba Bas. Hmm? And the latter type has some scope for us. In it, and, but it should be further stated that as it is possible 
for that chai bhava boss to turn into actual bhava by the association of devotees and their blessing and remaining in the culture of bhakti and so forth. Similarly, it is mentioned, and Andrew Goswami concludes his section on this with the statement that by offending those devotees, hmm, then even the, the, the chai bhava boss, it, it can, the best form, he said, even the best and brightest form of, of chai bhava boss can uh, dissipate. Hmm. So, the principle of association is uh, is again emphasized, and then how to associate properly that we don't uh, that we know our place and so on and so forth, and and and, and we um, apply ourselves in a way that is not unbecoming. We don't make offense and so forth. Hmm. Then we can progress to actual. Baba Bhakti by grace in due course. So this is an important section, and and and, um, and I think we can kind of come away with it with some, hopefully with some termination. Think, gee, here we are. We have knowledge. We have good connection with the parampara. We understand the ideal. We know we may have other desires. They're so petty and small. Look what some of these people do. What they're prepared to do. For, for, uh, for long periods of time to get their ideal and so forth. So we should commit ourselves in such a way that we can progress nicely in in bhakti. We are in a good position, a better position than than the first type of pratibhimba bhavabhas types of people in whom that appears. Much better position, but it's a position of potential. We have to now realize. Our potential and it takes some application, some some effort. We say it's a simple path, and the persons I mentioned, Pratibhimba Baba Boss type persons, there, they would agree it's a simple, easy path, easy by comparison. So don't get it wrong; it's just easy, easy by comparison. But then, by comparison to what? Really, by comparison to all things. Because if you think, well, let me just go out and try to, you know, make it in the world, that'd be easier. This is tough, you know. It's not so easy. You find out also <laughs> all kinds of things we have to do. Or like, I'm tired of these brahmacharis. Let me get married and have a relationship. And then you find, well, this is pretty tough too. Wow, there's a lot to this. There's a whole lot of work. I bought off here more than I can chew. Um, and so, problems everywhere. <laughs> To attain one's goals, one has to make some effort. That's a fact. So why not make effort for bhakti? Hmm? We see the examples of others making such strong effort to get anywhere, to be anywhere, to be more than just day to day, you know, um, hmm, hand to mouth kind of existence, kind of a tamaguna existence. Rajaguna, some some effort is there, some effort. To do something, to get ahead, to be, you know. Uh, uh, Sattva is better than that, but <clears throat> at any rate, take away from this. Uh, we should be embarrassed to make some effort that we might attain real Baba Bhakti. We are in a position to attain it. Any question? Yes. <coughs> they said that those Pratibhimba Baba Bhas 
personalities, they would they can attain their goal, like the person desires of liberation. Um, but if that's like, I'm a bit confused, because then there's the four types of jnanis, which Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur elaborates on. And the first two, they have no regard or respect for bhakti or for Krishna, so they don't achieve anything. But the next two, they do have no respect. So, does the Pradibhimba, do they, how do, do they, they must accept that bhakti is an eternal principle, or then there wouldn't be a mind on it? Well, my bodies, that's, I suppose, yeah, that's true, that's another thing. I mean, there, there are people who want liberation. Vishwanath hmm. Chakritak makes the point, obviously, that if you offend Krishna, then then that's another thing. And, it's, and it's, he says it's very difficult to be a my body and not offend Krishna. Hmm. Because the philosophy is offensive. It says, hey, Krishna is not eternal. Uh, so they've got a problem those types, but then there are other jnanis who want liberation. And um, you can find them, even with Vaishnav Tilak and so forth, and they, they don't, they, don't they, they want Mukti, they want Brahmasauja. They don't think about it that far. Um, maybe they're not schooled, you know, in, in Vaishnavism in such a way as to think of Leela as an ideal, and Vaikuntha and so forth. Um, but, yeah, so Vishwana Chakritaka's point is there are two types of jnanis that are offensive, they don't attain their goal. There's two that are not offensive, and they will attain. Mm-hmm. So, can the offensive ones get the Pratibhimba Bhavabhas? I suppose they, they can, but it doesn't seem to deliver them because the offenses counteract. What else? Yes. Never. Not by that. Mm-hmm. If they get association with a devotee and, and they change their course mm-hmm. by association, but not by that course unto itself. They have to change course. Will they ever change the course is more what your question is, perhaps. Possibly. A strong association. But it's hard because they have a strong sanskar. Mm. You're talking about people with very strong desire for something. Mm. So it's hard to change them. Mm. That's the point. They have a very strong desire, either for bog or tyag, for renunciation, for, for mukti or for for karma. Hmm. What else? Yes. Here, are we, for the Pratimimba, are we talking primarily Sayutra Mukti? Or like, you know, because Mahaprabhu, he yeah. rejected like the Tattvavad, he said they're all about karma and yeah, they wanted the Vaishnava Mukti. But, I mean, that's, that's not the Pratimimba, they would, they could also find yeah. the child. Yeah, he's talking about mm-hmm. impersonalists. Yeah. Those who want Sayuja Mukti. I have an understanding that Rupa Goswami is talking about Vaidhi Bhakti, Iraq Bhakti. But my understanding is that like, people in the, in the Vaidhi mark have some desire to go into Vaikuntha first. So that would seem to make it not equal Bhakti. Is that true? Is it 
if you if you if you, how can you be on the right of honor and, and engage with no bhakti if there is like a little desire for yeah they're different yeah 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 they're discussed in the third third canto of the Bhagavatam. Hmm. And they can attain bhakti. Of course, they they become they, they make their desires for th- whatever the perks of Bhakuntha. In other words, you could want this, that, or the other thing, or you could want nothing and only want to serve Bhagavan. Said they make their desires the perks of Bhakuntha, which are spiritual, actually. Hmm. But to want the perks is one thing, and to want only to serve Bhagavan is another thing. So therefore, there's mukti and Bhakuntha that's that where the desire for the perks are prominent, and where a desire for prem is prominent. Even where the prem is prominent, there's some interest in the perks too, which is the nature of the mukti. So, and the the, the devotees of Krishna for who desire to attain Vrindavan uh, bhakti, then they they have they're not like that, you know. So this is very interesting mixture. Hmm. It's like material desire, but but the, but the ideal is like I want to go. You know, I want to go to America, live under King Obama, you know, uh, or whatever. You know, so I want to go to like. There's another place called Vaikuntha. I want to go there under Narayan, and these are the perks that the citizens get there. It just happens to be a spiritual place, so <laughs> it's uh, it's beautiful the way it works. Hmm. Powerful, they can attain. What else? Yes. Causes Krishna pain. Well, uh, I guess um, we mean that it, that it repels him rather than attracts him. He's attracted by bhakti. He's repelled by by. You know, bhakti is love. He's attracted by love. So, karma is about taking, exploiting. So he's not attracted by that. And jnana is about not exploiting, but not doing anything either. Hmm. So that doesn't attract him. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Jnana is like spiritual suicide. Sujamukti, we describe like that, yeah, spiritual suicide in a sense. What else? Yes? Um, well, I think that the line is considered it's based on pure emotion, but um, Krishna was existing today, but it wasn't Krishna of God. I'm wondering how he's um, he's like based on pure emotion, but um, if it's not Krishna of God, I think you're just saying that then it's not Sujamukti, um, so. No, there's Uttama Bhakti is in Vaikuntha too. Like if the frame is the There's two types of Uttama Bhakti that Rupa Goswami describes Vaidhi Bhakti and um, Raga Bhakti and also Bhakti in Dwarka is also Vaidhi Bhakti. So, yeah, Prahlad is Uttama Bhakti. Is he also classed as a Raga Bhakti but obviously not of a Prajapathika? Yeah, he is. Yuga Goswami describes him as such. 
I mean, his whole motivation for serving from the very beginning was all based on taste. He was completely absorbed. This was the power of the blessing of Narada. What else? Yes. Um, I was thinking about the Bhagavata Demigods and how it's in the first. And I was thinking about the Bhagavata Maya savings and whether we can think about the material world in a way as a manifestation of the Bhagavata. We refer to the material world as Bhava instead of Bhava. <laughs> With a short A, above us into world material existence. Um, you know, we don't, uh, I mean, you know, Baba can be translated as emotion. Hmm. So, there are material emotions. Demigods have material emotions, they don't have. What we're talking about here is Bhava. But as far as Durga, Durga is another name for Radha, so it's a particular manifestation of, of Radha. Durga means difficult to go from and difficult to go to. So, as the, in the form where she's like riding a tiger with a pitchfork, she's difficult to get away from. She's punishing the three prongs Represent the miseries derived from from the nat- from the natural world and from other living beings and from your own body and mind. Adidaivik, adibotik, adidaivik, adiatmik. Hmm? So she's difficult to go from, like a prison is difficult to go from, and Radha is difficult to go to, hmm? difficult to attain. Hmm? Yeah. Service to her and to her um, ideal, Krishna. Um, And so, Maya describes, is is described in the Bhagavatam as, as being embarrassed to come before the Lord because of her service being what it is. Hmm punish the living beings, although it has to be done, give negative impetus, something like that. She feels a little embarrassed. So I guess you could say, you know, in the context of it's her service, this is her, her, (laughs) she's, she's, uh, uh, it's favorable for Krishna, (laughs) although it's kind of not very becoming (laughs) to deal with people in such a way get the point in due course they get an epiphany this isn't working you know, I should go in the other direction something like that but typically we wouldn't wouldn't uh, use that word to but um, yeah she has a service she's the material energy and the srup shakti they're very connected like like heating and cooling both effects of electrical energy, heating and cooling. So, therefore, you have in the Tantra, Durga is another name for Radha, and a particular manifestation. Radha is the primal Shakti, so Durga is also a Shakti manifestation. 
Projector of the world. What else? Yes. Easy by comparison, I said. I don't think he's directly trying to do that. But he does mention in his Upadeshamrita that one needs to be patient and enthusiastic at the same time. Just like a girl may be desire to have a be very eager to have a child, but she has to be patient and wait nine months. Right? So good things are worth attaining. We should be enthusiastic about them, even if it will take some time. And if we're enthusiastic about them, the time won't be of much consequence. But I don't think these he's, he's, Shastras are, are not speaking about it. Sometimes it's easy to attain, sometimes it's hard to attain with an express purpose of helping sadhakas to cultivate patience and enthusiasm, but that's something that you can you can draw from it. Hmm? I suppose that I think comparatively it's easy before I should be enthusiastic and the ideal is unsurpassed. So should I be enthousi- I should be enthusiastic. But I should be patient at the same time because it's on his time. Hmm? Meanwhile, I'm content to do my service. Yes? Well, basically, you said, I'm wondering if we can say that it's easy by comparison, the links of the sound, and it's difficult to obtain the bar because it's kind of Krishna's time. On this time, yeah. Sadhana Bhakti is easy. You're here, you chant, you take prasadam. What would you be doing if you were not? You'd be listening to some other kind of music. You'd be eating something else. Hmm? Speaking about something else. So it's the things we do. This is the way it's easy. It's the things we do anyway. Hmm? And now you do them only for Krishna. Or in relation to Krishna. But we have all the desires, so it's difficult. But the practices aren't are easy. What's difficult is we want to do something else. It's not that Krishna Bhakti is easy, difficult. It's easy to do. Hmm. All right, we'll stop there. See you, Bhakti Rasamitra Sindhu. Pijai.